Hi, friends, it's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai. 32 years. Wow. Over 16,000 surgeries. See 100 patients a week. And I love it. I just renewed my lease with Cedars. To be in my office another six years. So I guess I ain't retiring, Steve Paulette. The hell yeah. Gonna work till I'm 70. That's crazy. But why why not? You do this enough, you get better and better at it. You get a sixth sense. I don't care what you do for a living. You do it 16,000 times. You could already tell what's going on. I watch patients come into my exam room. Just getting up from the chair to the exam table. I already know what's the matter with them. Damn right. Then you just touch the skin and examine them. It's as though my fingers can feel through the skin. It's just awesome. You know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, the world of surgery. And each week we have a different guest from those worlds. Whether they're from the Getty Museum in art Claire Cunney, Robin Trento, or they're from the world of sports. Mark Spitz, we talked all about Giannis last week. Isaiah Thomas, a guest on the show. Dick Butkus, Rick Barry. And certainly, I love to tap into the other passion, my life, my work as a surgeon. And to have people from the medical profession. And this show at 815. My guest is a world-renowned spine surgeon, good friend of mine, Neil Anand, really at the forefront of minimally invasive type surgery. And I cannot wait to talk to him. And so that's how I frame today's show. I want to talk about his expertise. I am not a big fan of back surgery. You know how much I hate epidurals and cortisone. I like to be holistic. But guess what? There is a time when you do have to have a great spine surgeon because if it's not just back pain, that I'm actually not interested in. We all get back pain. Back pain is the number one reason to see a doctor. But when there is nerve damage, particularly weakness, that's a different story. And so it made me think all week, where do we see that recovery from back surgery that was so critically needed in sports, in art. Well, you heard him talk this week about how excited he was to be back with the Lakers. Dwight Howard. Well, 10 years ago, Dwight Howard could not do a care phrase. Not because he had back pain. He did have plenty of back pain, but he was limping 
because his leg was dead, as he says it. What happened to Dwight Howard? Well, he came to L.A. from Orlando to have the great Dr. Watkins do his surgery. And now he's back. Listen to Dwight Howard, how happy he is to be back. Man, Laker fans, I'm happy to be back with you guys, man. You guys mean so much to me. All the fans do, no matter what team I've been on. I love the fans. I got some gear now. Oh. Y'all gonna need nursing homes and stuff. That's cool. Y'all can talk about how old we are and all that stuff. But I know one thing. I age like fine wine, baby. (laughs) Dwight Howard, we love you. You do age like fine wine. But you also recovered beautifully from back surgery. You bounced back. How did you do it? You're going to hear that story today. And what about in the world of art, the world of music? Who bounced back the best that I've ever seen? Not from back pain, but from nerve damage, paralysis, weakness from a horrific bus accident. Well, it was none other than this lady. Gloria Estefan, 20 years ago, she was on her tour bus, and it was smashed by an 18-wheeler out of control. She knew it was bad because she couldn't walk. This is her telling that story. I tried to get up, and I couldn't. I tried to move, and I couldn't get up. And and I go, oh, I broke my back because my dad was in a wheelchair. I was very clear on how the back works and how things work and I go okay wait let me see I put my hand behind me to see if anything was coming out from back there and it wasn't and I go I, I told him you know he comes back he sat naive next to me on the couch and I grabbed his hand and he said mommy get up please mommy get up and I couldn't so I said okay I couldn't her legs didn't move They rushed to the surgery in New York. Michael Newworth at the Hospital for Joint Disease, a great spine surgeon, put her back together again. She bounced back. But wait till you hear how she talks about that tragic day was a good thing. What? How could that be a good thing? Because Gloria Estefan, Dwight Howard can teach us all something. That sometimes you have to have things taken away for you to appreciate them whether it's playing basketball or seeing for millions of fans, when they take it away from you and you get it back again, there is a joy. And we'll learn more about the latest technology, what to look for from the great Dr. Neil Anon. And I definitely want to do some clap revision. The clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. It's going to have to be about Dwight Howard. Because you're going to hear him talk about how he first injured his back and what he heard. A snap. A pop. What actually is that? Well, the clapper vision for the spine you know very well is a stack of Oreo cookies. The bone is the cookie. The cream filling is the disc. But actually, if you take a microscope out and you really look at what the cream filling looks like, let's go deeper into the cream filling. The disc itself, not the cookie, but the disc itself. You know what it is? It's really not the cream filling of the Oreo cookie. Here's more detail. Here's the 
more magnification of the cream filling. It's a jelly donut. And you know my favorite jelly donut. Good Time Donuts in Ventura. Tell Sue I sent you. But it's a jelly donut. Where you have that doughy, delicious pastry. But inside is the ooey, gooey, delicious raspberry jelly. That is a cushion between each of those bones. That's what the disc looks like. And a herniated disc literally is, as Dwight Howard, you're going to hear him say, snap, it's busting the pastry. And that ooey-gooey jelly oozing out. We have a fancy word for the jelly donut, the annulus fibrosis. In Latin, annulus means ring. So it's a ring, that a gasket, like a rubber gasket, like a washer, a rubber washer. It keeps the oil from leaking out of your oil pan in your car. It's a rubber gasket. That's the annulus fibrosis. That's the, the donut of the jelly donut. The cream, the cream filling or the jelly inside is called the nucleus pulposus. That's the center. And you need that hydraulic, beautiful shock absorber. And trust me, when you're young like Dwight Howard, that is very juicy, very well hydrated. And when we look at MRIs, we can actually see the rich water content, like a fluffy pillow. When you get to be my age, 64 years old, you get altacocoritis, which is hilarious because people who don't speak Yiddish come and tell their doctors, Dr. Clapper says I have altacocoritis. They look at like, that's not a medical word. That's a Yiddish word. It's a Clapper vision. <laughs> But it dries out, just like your skin dries out, your lens in your eye dries out, your heart valves dry out. You lose that juiciness, the hydration, the water content. That jelly is less ooey-gooey when we get older. So we get bone spurs and all kinds of other things. So it's a different diagnosis as you age. And that's important about your doctor understanding there's a difference. That same meniscus tear in an 18-year-old that same dislocating shoulder in an 18-year-old is a different problem when you're 45 or 50. You have to put in the equation, how old are you? When you, ask, when you hear me talk to weekend warriors who call into the show, I want to know what they do for a living so I can use the right clapper vision to explain their injury. But also you'll notice it's not just to make small talk. I'm, I want to know how old you are. Because it makes a difference of what I'm going to tell you in terms of guidance, whether you're 27 or 67. It's important to realize the change in our life and how you have to treat people differently. It's a fascinating subject because it's a risky business. Everybody has back pain. Don't have surgery just because you have pain. You want to hit a home run with back surgery? You have to have weakness. You have to have some neurologic aspect that's compromised. Otherwise, you are truly going to be barking up the wrong tree. We'll get into it as the clinic gets open. But I want you to listen to Dwight Howard talk about that first time he felt a snap that he knew something was up. I remember going up for a duck and one of my teammates just doing what people do every day, try to find me so I wouldn't dunk. And as I'm going up, 
is coming down and uh, my back, I just felt something kind of snap and I was like, oh man. So I'm thinking it was gonna go away, but it got worse. So at first he was like, man, I'm gonna have to miss some games, you know, uh, but let's get this training going. Let's get this rehab together so that I'm back and I can help my team finish this season and bring home the championship. Yeah, let's hope, right? When you hear that snap, but here's what happens to Dwight. He gets weak. I've never cried any kind of pain my whole life. I broke my leg, cracked my sternum. I played a whole year with a cracked sternum. Uh, I've had some, some major injuries, and I've never, I never cried. Uh, there was actually a game to where I was literally in tears. That's a big man you're talking about, talking about how much pain he was in. At halftime, I was in the locker room. And, you know, tears just coming out my eyes. And guys are like, what's wrong? And I'm like, ain't nothing wrong with me. But, you know, after the game, I was like, man, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I never felt that kind of pain before. And then the news got all over. What happened to Dwight? He's been healthy his whole career. This is in Orlando. This is the first big injury Dwight has ever had. He's been pretty healthy all this time. Yeah, well, he's been one of the most durable NBA centers in NBA history, missing only seven games in his first seven years in the league. Just cried and just like why, why this had to happen after all the stuff I done went through for the whole season. I was trying to find every way possible to not have to have surgery. What about my teammates? Because I was really thinking that the playoffs would come and then we'll just turn it all around. So what do you do when you're a seven-foot center in Orlando and you've got a new injury that went snap in your back? You leave Orlando and you come to Los Angeles, to the orthopedic surgeons in Los Angeles. That's what you do. That's what everybody does. And that's a beautiful thing. Listen to the great Dr. Watkins talking about, hey, we're not having surgery right away. You want to manage it without surgery, the appropriate thing to do. Rehab first. Try that first. Try to avoid it. Dwight first uh, came to us. He came because of pain in his back and leg. And the initial examination uh, revealed no neurological deficit, but he had the signs of a disc herniation. And we elected to treat that non-operatively initially. Started a non-operative program. He did a test to see where my strength levels were. And he said that Everything on my left side just felt like it just kept losing strength the more tests he did. Most herniated discs improve with just tincture of time. You expect people's pain to improve, their function to improve. Uh, overall, they just feel better, and Dwight just wasn't feeling better. We cautioned him at the time of that initial visit. The thing to check for was any weakness in his calf or any increased symptoms. He started limping. That's when I knew it was serious. So I was like, yo, I thought your back hurt. I'm limping around the house. Everybody's like, man, you limping pretty heavy, man. Like, what's, we ain't never seen you limp like this. That's the key. It's not just back pain. Now you can't do a calf raise because the wiring that comes out of your back, each nerve goes to a different muscle. We can actually calculate which nerve it is, just like that telephone repair guy comes to the house and it looks like a bunch of wires but we know exactly where each wire goes his nerves come through the spinal canal here and specifically the s1 nerve passes right here though that goes to your calf muscle here's a spine model here are the nerves coming out here are the discs 
and his disc herniation was right in here, large herniation. It was a really big piece, pushing right on his S1 nerve, which goes right down into your calf. And this large herniation here is hitting that nerve and causing the sciatic pain down his leg and causing his calf to be weak. That is the reason to do surgery. Now you have muscle that's compromised. I went to medical school a long time ago. I graduated in 1983. Believe it or not, that was before we had MRIs. And I was very lucky to be trained by neurologists who were so good that they could make diagnoses, and they taught me how you can figure out. Without the MRI, I can tell you which level it is. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. I'm going to teach you a little bit about neurology. When the pain goes and numbness and tingling into the little toe, your pinky toe, that's S1. That's the L5-S1 disc. And if you have numbness or tingling into your big toe, that's the L4-5 disc. You remember that. Before they ever get your MRI, if you've got back problems, that numbness goes into the big toe, L4-5. Goes into the little toe, the pinky, it's L5-S1. And that is important because L5-S1 is exactly where the junction is between the spine and your pelvis. And that's exact. I saw Dwight's MRI. That's exactly where his disc was. A gigantic herniation of his disc choking that nerve. And you know what? He's back. He bounced back. I mean, he went from barely being able to bend over and barely being able to do a calf raise to you see now. Doctor said BLT, which is no bending, lifting, or twisting. So uh, I can't lift anything over 10 pounds, really. I'm not supposed to. And we're finally seeing that, that strength come back in his leg to where he can do a calf raise, so that's really good. It's crazy that we're excited about Superman, you know, doing a calf raise. Well, we're, we're excited that Superman is now back, back with us here in purple and gold to this season is going to be just so exciting, and he's a big part of it. I love Dwight Howard, and I love his game. What a joy it is to be a Laker fan again this season. I cannot wait to opening day to hear John Ireland call those games. Cannot wait. Coming up next, in the world of art, the world of music, what a story of bouncing back. The story of Gloria Estefan. The number's 877-710-ESPN. And don't forget, we got to talk about food. I thought all week, when I think about back surgery and the back, what food item do I think about? I think about ribs. Blood sows. Green Acres. Hogley Wogley. I know all the rib places in this town. But my favorite rib, which is attached to your thoracic spine, or at least the cow's, my favorite rib in all of SoCal. I'll tell you where that is. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like... 
follow, and enjoy a wise decision. The Weekend Wear Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. Walks the stair without a care and shoots so high in the sky. Bounce up and down just like a clown. Everyone knows it's Dr. Clapper. The best present yet to give or get, but costs a little to buy. The hit of the day when you're ready to play. Everyone knows it's Dr. Clapper. You want to get a Dr. Clapper. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper. And the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Magandan Umaga. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Umi ihi bang paciente mo. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Why be afraid if I'm not alone? Life is never easy. Rest is unknown. Up to now, for me, it's been hands against stone. Each and every moment, certain what to believe. Coming out of the dark. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Gloria Estefan, writing that song as a tribute to her tragic back. Surgery needed because of her fractured spine from a bus accident. In a second, you're going to hear a soundbite where she says, I don't want to go through it again, but I'm glad it happened to me. That's like listening to Ray Charles say, I actually don't want my vision. I don't want to see. I like my life the way it is. Shocking, but true. And certainly as a surgeon, the fact that you can make a difference in someone's life and get them to bounce back is why it is such a privilege. My mother was right. Robbie, first you should be a doctor. Then you could do whatever you want. It's a priceless journey in life to be able to help people. And I certainly want to say thank you to the great Steve Mason and John Ireland and Michael Thompson for this little conversation that they had during the week. I remember when Michael uh, had his hip replacement surgery, I said, well, Michael, you should call Dr. Clapper. And Michael, do you remember what you said? Um, let me think. Um, no, what? You said, really? Is Dr. Clapper a real doctor? I just thought he played <laughs> one on the radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I went, Michael, oh, yeah. he's the head of surgeries at orthopedic surgery at Cedars. You oh, go, yeah. okay, I'll go call him. And now aren't you glad you did? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ten years overdue. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Clapper actually directed me to the right spine surgeon when I had my neck oh. uh, fused, too. Dr. Clapper is is legit. And, of course, the Weekend Warriors show every Saturday is in a Los Angeles tradition. God, my, my heart is – I'm purring like a cat right now. So thank you to Jorge and Steve Paulette for finding the soundbite and certainly to the guys for doing it. You ain't going to hear a show like this because I have no mentor. But to be able to combine those worlds of art and sports and surgery, it's a beautiful, crazy idea, but we've been doing it for 10 and a half years, and I love it. By the way, don't let me forget, Steve Paulette. I have to tell the Warriors, I became a dishwasher repair man this week. Go get a dishwasher repair guy. They'll come and fix your stove and your oven. 
the appliance guy, the very the washing machine, no problem, they'll come to your house. But if you tell them you have a broken dishwasher, this is what they're going to say. I'm sorry, we don't have any technicians that can fix your dishwasher. So my wife says, Robbie, you have to fix the dishwasher. Me, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. What do I know about a dishwasher? She goes, well, then we're going to have to get a new one and go get a new dishwasher now with COVID. They don't even have them in the port anymore. You can't even buy one. Wait till you hear how I fix the dishwasher for all of you who have dishwashers. And that's each and every one of you. That's right. I can, I'm going to put that on my car, my resume. I'm also a dishwasher, but let me tell you how I figured it out. I can fix a dishwasher now. The soap dish was broken. I'll tell you how I fixed that one. But let's get back to it. I can digress all day long. Gloria Estefan's story. This is hilarious. She, this is her own words. That if she had to do it again, she would. She doesn't really want to. But it changed her life in such a beautiful way. This is her own words. I wouldn't change that experience. I wouldn't want to go through it again. It was not fun. But it taught me so much. And number one, the power of prayer. I felt those prayers. I felt them like a physical energy. I felt like I was plugged into the wall. Mm. And Emilio and my niece and my mom, my sister, would come into my room, into the room at the hospital, joint diseases. Uh, Amazing Dr. Michael Newarth who put me back together. So... I was like really up and I was saying, I'm going to be okay. And they're looking at me going, oh my God, she's so, you know, she doesn't know the truth. She's delusional. She's in denial. She has such an upbeat attitude. Here she's recovering from rods in her back, titanium rods we use. And Dr. Neil Anand will explain that at 815 when he comes on as a guest. But she's just had, she's still in the hospital Emilio, her husband's going to visit her at joint disease. Only in New York City would this happen. He gets into a cab. The cab driver has no idea this is the husband of Gloria Estefan. Immediately, the cab driver tells him a joke about Gloria Estefan and her back surgery. Can you imagine? Listen to this. It was a joke that a New York cabbie told Emilio without knowing that it was him when I was in the hospital getting operated that they had just put my rods in. And he was driving home that night. And the guy says to him, it definitely would have been a too soon moment, but he didn't know it was him. He goes, how do you pick up Gloria Stefan? And he goes, how? He goes, with a magnet. <laughs> with a magnet. So I've got to have a sense of humor. Listen, and I didn't lose it. I didn't lose the sense of humor ever. She didn't lose her sense of humor. And I think that's the lesson in today's show, how you bounce back from probably one of the most horrific things that can happen to you, where your back doesn't work anymore and the nerves don't work anymore. But you keep that upbeat attitude. Listen to Dr. Watkins talking about Dwight Howard as a patient. Dwight was an excellent patient. He's got a remarkable personality in that he's resilient. He faces facts as the way they are. And he understood exactly what we were telling him from the very beginning. This is the spinal canal. This is Dwight's herniation. It's uh, blocking the whole spinal canal. This is massive disc herniation. But Dwight Howard's attitude and playfulness is what helps him. And it helps Gloria Estefan. For her, she has a deep sense of faith, but she also can kibitz and, and get through it all. That's what helps you. And he couldn't, he'd walk out because he was crying and he, he couldn't take it. And 
I was telling his niece, you know, she'd come in, and I go, you know, it's a good thing this happened to me because if it happened to Amido, I don't think he could handle this, and I know I'm gonna be okay, and then she would leave. <laughs> and, and they'd talk amongst each other and say, oh my God, you know, how are we gonna tell her what the reality is here? And bottom line is that I felt every step of the way. Those prayers got me through. They made me feel like I could do anything. I would use them in my uh, recuperation. I would meditate and imagine nerves reconnecting and stuff happening. Uh, I later found out you call it visualization and it's very useful. I used to use it with my kids. I, when they were little, I taught them kind of this auto-hypnosis. If you have a headache, okay, I'll give you a Tylenol, but in the, men in the meantime, why don't, let's sit down, relax, go to where the pain is, try to imagine it, you know, a liquid coming through your head and leaving your body, and I don't know where I got this uh, thing, but it came, came with me, so I, I used those prayers. She's right. We'll continue with this. Take a break, pay some bills, but I want you to hear the story, the great story of Gloria Estefan bouncing back from her back surgery. And certainly, I got to tell you where the best ribs in town are, because those ribs are attached to the thoracic spine. Those are the 12 vertebral bodies that have ribs connected to them. On top of it is your cervical spine, your neck, and below it is your lumbar spine. Give you a little anatomy lesson, but you got to hear the story of this beautiful woman, Gloria Estefan. She can teach us all how to deal with tragedy like nobody else. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Dr. Clapper says measure twice, cut once. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Il Dr. Clapper dice, misura due volte, taglia una sola volta. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I want to give a shout-out to my favorite dentist in all of Los Angeles. He's special to me. Takes care of my family, and I love him. Dr. Guillermo Roman. Dr. Roman, thank you for being the greatest dentist I've ever met. Keep up the good work. I told him I'd give him a shout-out, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. The Gloria Estefan story. Tragically, bus accident, fractured spine. It isn't so much that the bone is broken. 
like if it was your forearm or your kneecap or you break your ankle. The real problem with fracture and trauma in the spine is those little tiny fragments of the bone when it explodes now go into the natural hole that's in the bone, the spinal canal, which is where your spinal cord's supposed to be free and clear. If you start having debris, bone fragments from the fracture in the canal, you get paralyzed. Because the nerve can't work. It can't carry that message from your brain to the tips of your toes. You don't have, you don't have feeling. You don't have motor function. That's what happened to Gloria Estefan. And you cannot let that happen and be there for too long. I think after that I became a lot more expressive, both in my music and in my family and everything, because you know that in one second it can change. But I felt those prayers. I thank everybody all the time. And coming out of the dark was that, uh, a thank you. She became more expressive, her attitude. But here's more about the journey. This is really the details, her describing that fateful moment when her life and career could have ended. What happened was this, we were, we were going to Syracuse because I had been to the White House, the President right. President Bush Sr. had asked to meet us, and we had gone to the White House, and then we'd come for a very important dinner in New York City that they were saying goodbye to one of the top Tony exec, uh, Sony execs, and Julie Iglesias was there, Judy Collins was there, and uh, I had a show that day in Syracuse. So we left early, and Emilia goes, hey, you, you want me to get a limo instead of the tour bus? And I go, no, 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 I, I'm more comfortable on the bus, which, thank God, we were on the bus. Instead of a limo, if that was going to happen. Mm, she's taking a nap on the bus. I was taking a nap in the front compartment. If any of you know what a tour bus looks like, it's got a living room. Then we had nine bunks, and then in the back was a, a big uh, king-size bed, which was my room. Nayib was back there with his tutor doing his homework. Emilio was in the front on the phone with his brother, who was reading him the cover of the Miami Herald that mm. said, I had a picture of us holding a crystal globe for $25 million in sales. And it said, Gloria and Emilio and Stefan are on top of the world. When he reads the words, are on top of the world. You're on now the bottom of the world. You go from the top to the bottom in an instant, in a moment. We got rammed. I was sleeping. I had just opened my eyes because the bus stopped because it was an accident. Pile up seven miles. And we stopped. So I thought we were in Syracuse. So I opened my eyes. Emilio's talking to his brother, and boom, it was like an explosion. So the next thing, I opened my eyes, I was on the floor of the bus, laying down, and I was in a lot of pain. You were in a lot of pain, but you also couldn't move your legs. We started immediately, naive, naive, we couldn't hear a word. It was snowing inside the bus, because the front had been torn away. By one foot, we didn't go over the embankment, so that was, Another saving grace. Emilio's standing over me. He's all bloody. He's looking at me wild-eyed. I go, find the baby. So he steps back. Fortunately, at that moment, Naive had gotten up to go to his bunk to get some candy. And one of our fans had given us a big box of candy in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And Here's the problem. She doesn't know where her son is until he cries out. Then, as a true mom... She says, I don't even care what happened to me as long as my son is okay. Listen to her tell this story. Thank the Lord that he had left 
the back room because his tutor ended up against the door with the TV that was in the back right here. There was no room for anyone else there. So naive, the box fell on him, he broke his clavicle. He was piled up under a bunch of stuff in the middle. And when I heard, you know, daddy, I, my life came back to me up until that moment. I, I didn't even care what was going on with me. But she knew she broke her back because she had a dad who was disabled. I tried to get up and I couldn't. I tried to move and I couldn't get up. And, and I go, oh, I broke my back. Because my dad was in a wheelchair. I was very clear on how the back works and how things work. And I go, okay, wait, let me see. I put my hand behind me to see if anything was coming out from back there. And it wasn't. And I go, I, I told him, you know, he comes back, he sat naive next to me on the couch. And I grabbed his hand, and he said, Mommy, get up, please, Mommy, get up. And I couldn't, so I said, okay. Mm. And then they told us it's going to take an hour and a half for the ambulance to get to you because of the accident. And uh, I kept telling him, I'm okay, I'm okay, baby, just relax. And I told him, I broke my back. And he told him, you. And I kept trying to get up, and I couldn't. So then I would grab my leg and move it up. And there's a lady that, thank God for that woman, she was two cars behind us. And they saw the truck coming, like barreling down the hill. And they moved out of the way, thank God, because they would have been crushed. And there was a little five-year-old girl in there. The lady came to the door of the bus and she said, I'm a nurse. Anybody need help in here? What a beautiful thing. In our society, school teachers and nurses... They are at the top of the list for me. Listen to this nurse, a good Samaritan, coming into the bus. She doesn't know it's Gloria. She don't know. She's a nurse. She has that beautiful heart of gold. And then I go, I think I broke my back. And she said, okay, you cannot move. The lady sat behind me, and she cradled my head in her lap, and she held on to it. She kind of became a brace. And, and I said, I, I want to move my leg up, because when I would move my leg up, it would kind of release the pressure. It goes, you cannot move. You cannot move. That's exactly right, because if she does, she can rip and tear the spinal cord and it not be repairable and have her not come back. But to be able to have the grace of the experience, the way she describes it, is an important lesson for all of us. She's not feeling sorry for herself. And trust me, the rehab afterwards ain't fun. Dwight Howard, it ain't fun either. And he's going to become a professional basketball player, let alone just walk again. But the way she feels about her surgeon, the way Dwight feels about the Reverend Dr. Watkins, as he calls him, the way Michael Thompson even talked about me with Mason in Ireland, It's a beautiful relationship to be there, in my opinion, doing God's work. Well, speaking of God's work, I did God's work on my dishwasher. I'll explain. (laughs) The number is 877-710-ESPN, but I'll teach you a little bit how to repair a dishwasher. Coming up next on the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.
what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar sinai head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. What's the best medicine? Besides chicken soup, <laughs> vitamin C, <laughs> green tea, <laughs> prunes, uh, yeah. shot whiskey, <laughs> not around here. What's the best medicine? I cannot wait. We call it clafter. <laughs> I'll tell you my trouble. I got the wrong doctor. You know my doctor, Dr. Clapper. So my doctor. I saw him last week. I told him, Doc, every day I wake up, I look at a mirror, I want to throw up. What's wrong with me? He said, I don't know, but your eyesight is perfect. Clafter. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Magandan Umaga. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Cells are just tiny people. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I took some action this week. Busy week in surgery. We're back to work, and I love it. For some reason, I'm being showered lately by people who've torn their ACL in their knee. And I love fixing them, reconstructing them, using your own body parts, your own patella tendon. I wrote a book called Heal Your Knees with Linda Yui. In it, you'll read how I feel that's the best way to fix your ACL. Yes, you can use a cadaver. Yes, you can use the hamstring. But I prefer, my opinion, to use your own patella tendon. It's more work for me, the surgeon. It's more work for you, the patient. But from Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady to Derrick Rose, that's that's what you use. Um, but what's interesting is I also do hundreds of knee implants for arthritis every year. Very busy doing those kinds of surgeries as well. And so I find it ironic that I spend all this time doing surgeries to fix the main ligament inside the center of your knee, the ACL, arthroscopically to make sure that the stability of the knee is maintained, just like is a clapper vision. When they offer to balance the alignment of your car when they change the tires, it's expensive, but you should say yes. Because if you don't get the alignment of your tires right, in addition to having new tires, they're going to wear out prematurely. You need the four wheels to be balanced. It's worth the alignment cost, whatever it is. It's the same thing in surgery for your knee or injuries to your knee. Because if you tear your ACL and they don't fix it properly, which I see a lot, because they don't measure twice, cut once, it sure is helpful 
to be the son of a carpenter and be an orthopedic surgeon. Because there's an exact spot. The beauty of that arthroscope is I can see, and I love this term, it's an elegant word we use, I can see the footprint, isn't that a great word? The footprint of the ligament where it's exactly supposed to be where it tore, but where it's supposed to be in your knee. And if you put the the new ligament a millimeter or two, not in that exact spot, it will stretch out and fail as a surgery. I just love the word foot. Just like I love wind, because you can't paint or photograph wind. It's invisible. You can just see the effect of the wind. I went on a safari a couple of years ago with my wife to Africa, and the tour guides that we had, lovely guys in Tanzania, you know, they want to show me the rhinoceros and the leopards and the lions, and it was great. I got to see all these animals, and we're driving around, you know, where they know the hot spots are, but we got to this one lake. It was completely empty, devoid of any animals, no elephants, nothing was there, and these are two guys who grew up on the Serengeti Plains. That's where their far Rockaway is. That's where they're from. And they, you know, you're typical Americans, you know, you're here on safari to see animals. And they said, you know, stop us whenever you want when we get near the giraffes. And I said, can you stop the car, the truck right now? They said, why? Robbie, there's, there's no animals here. It's just a lake. I go, I know, but this is where all the animals come to drink, right? He goes, yeah, because water is scarce on the Serengeti. I said, stop the truck. Okay. Will you get out with me? Yeah, we're not letting you get out by yourself. You'll get killed. There'll be a black mama come and bite you. We need a gun in case something comes after you, a crocodile. But I got out of the truck with them, and they're looking at me going, why do you want to get out of the truck? Only I can relate this to knee surgery, by the way. What other show would do this? I said to the guide, because I want to see the footprints. I use that word a lot when I talk about surgery, the footprint of the ACL on the tibia, and that you get a perfect ACL surgery if you pay attention to the exact spot where God put that ligament. That's where you want to put it and use the arthroscope for that reason. Too many surgeons are too much in a hurry to do the next case or whatever it is. They're thinking of other things. They need to think about your surgery and not anything else while they're in there and put it exact. And sometimes it's hard to get it in the right spot. Good. Too bad. Make it go in the right spot. So I said to my guide in Africa, let's go to where the soil is wet, the shoreline of the watering hole. He said, why? I said, because I want to see footprints. So these two African guides in Tanzania who grew up there took me to the shoreline. My wife, of course, stayed, she stayed in the truck. She's not getting out to do this. And I'm schlepping around. And there they are, these footprints in the wet soil, semi-wet soil. And these two guys started to talk. Robbie, look, this is an elephant footprint. This is a cheetah footprint. This is, you know, it's like all these little holes in the soil. But to them, and they start saying, he was here only two hours ago. He was just here. He was here yesterday. Each of these different animals 
They're not there. All that's there is their footprints. Just like the wind, you can't see it, but you can see its effect in the ocean and in the trees. That's what a footprint is. And in surgery, that footprint tells you exactly how to do the surgery right. And when I do so many knee replacements, hundreds, thousands over 32 years, I see why it is so important to make sure that ACL is right. Because if you tore it earlier in your life and it wasn't fixed, or you tore it early in your life and it was fixed not correctly, and it was not placed in the footprint, then you're going to end up needing me because the alignment is out, the tires are worn out, your cartilage is worn out. You're going to now need a knee replacement. So it's so interesting, which is what I love. I do sports surgeries and I do alta surgery to be able to live with the grandchildren and the grandmother and everybody in between. It's a beautiful thing to see the body and how it ages, certainly from the perspective of a surgeon. And speaking of the perspective of the surgeon, I've got a couple of minutes to tell you the dishwasher story. It's a Bosch dishwasher. I don't know how they rate things, but it's like a Lexus of a dishwasher, okay? This is not just an average dishwasher. We have a Bosch dishwasher, okay? God help you if you got to call a dishwasher repairman. But now I have to fix it because I got no choice. So I said to my wife, I'll go on YouTube. Maybe somebody had a similar experience. That's what YouTube's for. So I go on YouTube and there's like two or three how to fix the soap dish for a Bosch dishwasher. Three minutes. Okay, this, this is fantastic. Click. I click on it. And now the guy goes, okay, this is what I also fell in love with. He says, all you're going to need is a toothpick. I'm going, are you kidding me? This is fantastic. I don't even care if it works. Just the fact that he's going to simplify it, that I can fix a dishwasher and not call a guy who's going to tell me it's going to cost $4,000 to come for a visit and buy a new dishwasher. I'm going to fix it with a toothpick? Are you kidding me? But the key is he shows you first how to take the soap dish from the wall of the back of the dishwasher, which is what the problem was. It wasn't opening to, because it's so caked up with dried dishwashing liquid over all the years. So he shows me how to disconnect it from the wall, the inside wall of the dishwasher. I already feel like a big shot that I can now do this because when you look at it, it's so intimidating. It's probably like people looking at me going, how do you understand how the shoulder works or the spine works? Well, you, you, I guess, you know, you're smart in your own field, I guess, right? So I took it apart. My wife already's got like one eyebrow up as she's like looking at me. She's not very impressed that I'm going to know how to do this because I got my YouTube and my toothpick and I go at it cleaning like he tells me how to clean it with the toothpick. Okay, I did exactly what he said. Click, I put it back in. She goes, okay, let's see. I don't know, a few hours later. Sorry, Robbie, it didn't open up. We got still dirty dishes. Going, damn. All right, now I decide I'm going to modify the YouTube dishwasher advice. For some reason, when I go surfing to keep my ears from getting an ear infection, I rinse my ears with alcohol and vinegar. There's something magic about it. Remember that movie, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, when everything is cured by Windex? And I think uh, the Latinos think that everything gets cured by 7-Up. You know, you could have cancer. Have some 7-Up. You'll be fine. That's Remember George Lopez did that whole routine? 
I, the Jewish version of Windex and 7-Up, is vinegar. <laughs> vinegar will cure everything. Keeps my ears from getting infected. It's the greatest. I figured, to hell with this YouTube guy. The toothpick, I did what he said. I'm going to soak this damn thing with all this caked on old soap. Vinegar's going to be great to get this thing off. So I take out the metal device like a toothpick. I got a little screwdriver, cleaned up all the soap, caked up. But I did it dipping this device in vinegar. And you know what? It melted away a lot of the caked up soap. It was almost like I had a new soap dispenser. Click. I put it back in, filled the stuff. My wife's other eyebrow went up. Turns the, the dishwasher on. This point, I go off to sleep. She comes, tells me, "Hey, Robbie," and I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "I don't want to wake you up, but I'm gonna tell you, you fixed the dishwasher." <laughs> and I didn't know how to respond. Do you say, "You see, I told you," no, I didn't do it. Then I was humble. Like I still don't really know how to maximize how cool it was that she could see me as a dishwasher repairman and tell all her friends and her relatives, you know, Robbie can fix the dishwasher. That's fantastic. like the greatest moment in my life, 37 years I'm married, that I can be a dishwasher repairman and be a big shot for my wife. It's like the greatest thing in the world. Right? Doesn't take much. So that's the secret, weekend warriors. You got a problem with your dishwasher and the soap dish? Toothpick? But it's the vinegar. That'll get the soap off. I think I talked enough already. I didn't even take any calls. All the lines are lit up. All right, the number is 877-710-ESPN. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some more stories about bouncing back from back surgery. That is not easy to do. But Gloria Estefan did it and wrote a song about it. And Dwight Howard is back. He's back with us, the Lakers, to win another ring this year. But don't forget, if it wasn't for Dr. Watkins and fixing his back, his herniated disc where his calf didn't work, there'd be no Dwight Howard coming back. How did he bounce back? We'll get into it coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clappervision. Clappervision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that far rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.